0: Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini-episode. I'm Rachel Fisher. Oh, hi, Rachel. I guess we only do that on the main. I guess. I don't know why. They know who we
1: are by the time they're I think listening so. to the mini-episode. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, those two. Those two fucking bitches. <laughs> What's up? Any news today?
0: <laughs> Our top story, Jen Shaw has been sentenced to 6.5 years in prison for fraud. Wire fraud. Yeah. Now, we've done an episode. Desi, you did a combo episode last year. Yeah. On Jen Shaw
1: and Erica Jane. Was that one episode? I believe so. Because we didn't have a lot of information at that point on Jen Shaw. N- no, but
0: you gave us a very good rundown of who Jen Shaw is, what she did or what she was accused of doing. Yeah. And where we were at that time. Yes. We have been giving you guys updates for the past year.
1: Yeah, here and on, there.
0: On Jen Shaw, star of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I guess not
1: anymore. I know. She kind of made it a little cryptic, though, because she said she was still a cast member in the in the whatever, her statement today.
0: Yeah. she. The judge asked her if she was still employed by Bravo, and she said yes. But we don't know what that means. We have no idea what that means. She also said, "In because today, because she p- pled guilty a few months ago, yes, several months ago, she pled, she could,
1: did a plea deal. She after months, and we're watching the season now, where she's still proclaiming her innocence. She's I am innocent, <laughs> up until even last night, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ironically, yeah, or whatever, not last night, but the episode that came out this week." I just watched it last night. It's been wild knowing she's pled guilty and watching her still proclaim her innocence. I mean, I don't think anyone bought that she was innocent, but there was always maybe like a 4% chance that she was in denial about what they were doing possibly. Right? No, she, she full on knew. There's text messages of her laughing at victims, basically, or like, you know what I mean, commenting on these elderly people that they were scamming, she's oh man, she's like, awful, she's truly awful. If you ever see me delighting in anything she does it's it's under the umbrella of she is a monster, but that is funny or <laughs> like it's like she's a monster, like, yeah, yeah, her statement today, everything she does that she thinks is like making her look good actually makes me think she's more of a monster. Right. Especially today um, in her statement where she tried to use like her heritage of respecting elders. I I just was like, come on. Uh, Yeah. Just fucking own up for it for once. Like everything she's in my, in my opinion, she's never taken accountability, Mm -hmm. even though she's pled guilty even though it's, she has the trappings of feeling for her victims. It's like the minute you start making excuses, in my mind, you're not taking accountability.
0: Also, her lawyer in the statement blamed her mental health for why she scammed elderly people out of their life savings.
1: I don't even like have an issue with people saying here's an aspect of why I did what I did. Like it's not, obviously there's a lot of people with mental health issues who don't commit crimes and scam people. Yeah. But if you want to bring it up as an aspect, yeah, I had this too. That's not what, but you always need to say to me, that's no excuse. I'm just bringing up how I got into this situation or that was an aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, bring it up as an aspect of it, especially this is your chance supposedly to bring up any extenuating circumstances to get a lighter sentence. So you definitely, I feel like have that opportunity, but you should always be like, first and foremost though, I made this decision. I went into it willingly my mental health issues had nothing to do with why I did this. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, bring it up. Yeah. Okay. But still make sure you, everyone knows you're taking accountability. At least the least she could have
0: done is admitted like, yeah, I wanted to live beyond my means. I wanted to portray myself as someone who wears a lot of designer clothes. Yeah. And lives. And, and I, my hubris was so great that I applied to be on, The biggest reality TV franchise in history.
1: Yeah, just like fucking own up to it. Like, even the, I'm like, I love the judge. Well, first of all, he said that she had a hunger for trinkets, which is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's really it. Yeah. And you could say that about almost every rich person. Well, especially housewives, because a big part of housewives is we
0: see how much, like their life of opulence.
1: And we know a lot of them are living well beyond their means. Like, yeah. Even if they are rich. Right. Um, and then the judge also also brought up a good point when he said, Coach Shaw earned a good living. You had more than enough to be like a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like it wasn't enough for you. Right. Like No, she had to throw the
0: eighty thousand dollar birthday parties.
1: Right. And that's that is like <laughs> I, I, that's like one of my least favorite things on housewives when I find out how much they spent on parties. <laughs> Cause yeah. Cause it's, it's just so disgusting to me. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a 20,000 party isn't, that sounds like a lot of money to me. Like, right. And they'll do that for our kid's fourth birthday party. It's, it's just like, it is gross. Um, but I mean, that is part of why we watch the show like right. to see this kind of stuff. So, right. um, I don't know. I mean, Did you have, like, a list of things to go through, or we're just going to, like...
0: No, I just... I mean, we did a thread. I can read, like, uh, part of the Deadline article on her that just gets more into detail uh, with a little... we We have some quotes here. Judge Stein said today, my intention is to impose a sentence of 78 months of incarceration and other conditions... I sentenced you to 78 months, which everybody was joking on Twitter that they had to Google to find out it was six and a half years. She's also going to get five years of supervised release after she's released from from prison, however long she ends up actually serving.
1: I also saw that she requested to have a facility that had a drug rehab program. I saw that too. But then I read that that is a... That's something people do because if you're in a program like that, you can get a reduced sentence. Right. Cause everyone's like, what's she going through that for? Right. I mean, she does drink a lot. But she
0: drinks a lot, but we've never that's never been a storyline on Housewives, so we're just not aware of any alcohol or substance abuse issues she has.
1: Right. But that does make sense that she would do something like that just to get a reduced sentence. Right. I mean anyone probably would.
0: Um, I wanna talk about okay. The, from the Deadline article, it says Shaw agreed to pay restitution to all the victims and said that the profits from the merchandise with the tagline, free Jen Shaw, that she was selling, quote, through a third party vendor would be, quote, devoted to the victims. So if if you remember when she, it was after she had been arrested and charged with these crimes right. that Jen Shaw was selling merch Saying free Jen Shaw and like justice for Jen Shaw.
1: Well, <laughs> that this woman has no shame. Yeah, she knew she was guilty the whole time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that I, I mean I just can't get over being the shameless. Like yeah. she knew she was guilty. She chose to to put this merch together. I like how she's like a third part. It's like whoa. So what? Teespring. Like right. <laughs> as if that
0: like. separates her
1: from her, from the merch selling. I don't know why she brought up a third party. Like she wasn't silk screening them herself. I mean, duh. (laughs) (laughs) But like, she knew that she was guilty and she, it's like, why do you got to go that extra? Right. Like if you were guilty, let's say if I was guilty of something and I wanted to proclaim I'm innocent, a lot of people want to do that because they don't want to go to jail I wouldn't go extra. Yeah. I'd, I'd keep a real low profile. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be humble. Like, if I was on Real Housewives this season, I would have been volunteering. Yeah. I would have been keeping it really, like, wow, I really feel for these victims, even if it was a lie. Like, she doesn't do any of that. No. She had this whole opportunity for 13 episodes or whatever the fuck it is to look more contrite. Yes. Even if you are not. Guilty. You can be like, I feel for these victims. Um, I want to make sure if I had any part to do with a company that defrauded these victims, I want their money back. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like very similar to Erica Jane. She's so busy making sure no one knew she uh, didn't do anything. She has zero sympathy for the victims because right. she feels like that looks like she's guilty. It's like no, it doesn't. I have zero to do with victims of either of these crimes, and I can still have empathy for for them and. Want to help them if I could, like right? It's just it's so weird to me, like yeah. And it's like if she really had any shame, she wouldn't
0: have gone around punching Heather Gay allegedly.
1: She allegedly. punched Heather Gay. We we, we all, all know that she punched all know Heather that, Gay, right? And like and I and, and in a way, I get why Heather Gay kept it secret. My problem with Heather Gay is one time she said it and said I'm not talking about it or say I fucking tripped and hit my eye on the nightstand. Right. Come up with a lie, stick to it. Don't play these fucking games where you're like, I don't know, maybe something happened. I don't remember, but I I know what happened. She like switched it a million times. I don't need five episodes of you bullshitting. You know what happened. Fucking lie once and get it over with or say, I'll never tell you what happened. That's it. Right. That's all you got to do. But she's been hemming and hawing for
0: five episodes in a row, however long it's been since the black eye incident. No, they were
1: in San Diego for literally 8 years. I
0: feel like this <laughs> I feel like this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City should just have been called Real Housewives of San Diego. I never want to go
1: to San Diego again on the show. It was so bizarre. I've never seen a longer girls trip in my life. And and it's like only like three days in real time, but <laughs> it's it, three it, days. It, it felt like a century. It was six, It was like six episodes. Yeah, I don't know. It was fucking and it's, crazy. And like three of them were about the black eye, but yeah. not finding anything out. No, I mean Heather. I get what not. Obviously, that would have not looked good for Jen, right? So we all know what happened, right? Even if it was an accident uh, or they were goofing off or whatever, she didn't want to get her in more trouble, and that's that sort of illustrates my point where they she knew that these episodes would be looked at yes uh and still jen did nothing to use these episodes to benefit her which is crazy to me because she was too busy still pretending she was innocent and screaming and crying at anyone who questioned that. Can't you pretend you're innocent and still look like you're a good person? No, that's she the can't. question. She can't do it. She can't. She can't do
0: it. She uh, can't fucking uh, do it. She, she is a it. bad
1: person and she will never change. That's my opinion. Because uh, she doesn't truly think. I don't believe she truly thinks she did anything wrong. I agree. I agree.
0: I think she. Is mad she got caught. Yeah. And thinks she got screwed. I really think she's fundamentally incapable of being honest with herself.
1: I think she thinks they they could have investigated the claims we were making. They didn't. And uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if she thought things about her victims that were like, they're going to die soon anyway. Do they really need the money? I need the money for my trinkets. Like, I think that's her reasoning. Yeah,
0: yeah. They'll get
1: taken care of by their family. Right. She has zero respect for these people uh, and what she did to them.
0: Yeah. I mean, should we talk about what she wore to court? Absolutely. So that was like a big point of speculation for myself, Desi, and... Kara, Allie, and Melissa in our, in our Twitter chat the other day. We, Kara, Kara uh, su- suggested maybe she'll wear white to proclaim her innocence, which I thought was a very good guess.
1: I, that's a classic choice. Yeah. And I was picturing, um, you know, a drapey, capey white wool coat or something with a gold, whatever, (laughs) embellishment. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good choice. We all knew it was going to be something. You know, she's not walking in in a plain gray suit or whatever. No, no, no. (laughs) They usually do. She did
0: wear a, for Jen, this was a demure look. For Jen. Yes. It was a camel pantsuit with a big coat draped around her. Shoulders.
1: Now the the I did get a glimpse of the pantsuit. Okay, and it had some, it almost looked like it had a um, shimmer leopard print on it.
0: You mean it was on the shirt she was wearing? On the shirt? On the
1: shirt? Not on the trousers and the I jacket. I didn't see the trousers necessarily. No, the jacket is like just a camel camel nice jacket, kind of drapey. She had that with matching camel pants. So the pants were camel, and then the blouse the, was like. Um, a leopard shimmer camel print, like yeah. a subtle shimmer.
0: It, it was like the same tone as the pants
1: and the jacket,
0: but with like a leopard, a faint leopard.
1: Now here's a moment where I have to give this monster a little like, okay, <laughs> this, this is, I like this. Cause that is first of all, to wear leopard into your sentencing is a is a nod to like a 1920s femme fatale <laughs> like, yeah or that that era yeah. 20s to 50s walking into court after like killing her husband or something right. still vamping it up um plus she had the leopard clutch the, the leopard cut then and this was a more classic leopard print yes. like a dark uh it was not camel it was the dark and camel kind of combo with a gold Buckle yeah. element to it. Yeah, it was an envelope clutch, and it was it was it was chic. It yeah. wasn't like her classic over the top tacky nonsense. Yeah,
0: like like we said, this was demure for Jen, but it was still glamazon.
1: Well, because like I said, just wearing leopard is at all incredible to your sentencing and as. So You maybe mentioned or Kara mentioned that she wore leopard boots when she got arrested. She was wearing leopard boots. Yeah. But she also wore to trial at some point, I think, or while she was going to trial. She wore them a
0: few days ago when she was traveling from Utah to New York. Yeah. To her sentencing. So Kara pointed that out. She said, bitch, is she
1: wearing the same boots that she got arrested in? That was such a good catch from Kara. Yeah. Because, Yeah. That's like, to even have those boots still. <laughs> like, it was great. I mean, I would love to know what's going on with her assets. Yeah. When is the auction? Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when can we buy some of those fake Birkins that and, she had? You know, we want one of, I want one of her, like, that's another classic Jen Shaw, some kind of weird headpiece. Right. <laughs> Whether it's like a diamond with a teardrop diamond in the forehead, right, various uh hats. She's got a lot of hats. She's got a lot of hats. Um so, yeah. I mean, I thought the outfit didn't disappoint, but it definitely was not as crazy as I maybe thought was hoping for.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had a fantasy sure. of it being like feathers and sequins,
1: obviously, just and, like one element and some kind of crazy accessory. Yes, so I—I I mean, I—I I, I agree with Jen. I that leopard is demure.
0: Well, <laughs> leopard, leopard for a certain type of woman like us is a neutral. Yeah. So I got a yeah. I mean, it was pretty good. It was demure for Jen. I'll say it again. Absolutely. Anyway, so I, I want more. I want more information. I want to know what's going on with her right now. What is she doing? She's supposed to check into. Prison, I think February twenty third. Right, because she walked out.
1: Yeah, they're not. This was not an immediately you're going to prison. She has it till the end of February, I believe. And she requested going to Texas.
0: She, yeah, this, yeah, her lawyer requested a specific minimum security facility, and the judge said, "Well, I don't know where they're going. to. It's going to be somewhere in Texas." Right. So they did. He didn't agree to this specific. Facility they wanted.
1: And I do think um, when she requested that treatment facility or like the rehab type thing. The program. Maybe maybe only certain uh, locations have that type of thing. It had a a specific acronym. I don't remember what it was. But you know they want like the most minimum security. Oh, totally. Like a Martha Stewart type deal. Right. And it's, I guess, I don't know if federal prisons, maybe they're not in every state. Uh, so maybe that's the closest to Utah, right? Um, that would make sense. I don't yeah, know.
0: We all wondered why it was in Texas.
1: Yeah, I just don't know enough about the prison system, but I feel like they they might be uh, sort of spread out more. So yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I'm curious
0: about her moves between now and then. What is she going to be up to? What is she? Is she going to be talking a lot? Is she going to be tweeting a lot? Is she gonna? on Instagram. Can you do that in prison? No, I'm talking about between now and when she checks in.
1: Oh, oh, between now and, yeah, yeah, because it's like two months almost.
0: Yeah, like what is she going to have to say for herself? Because she's someone who likes to talk. She's someone who likes to, I mean as we've seen over the past year whenever it was that she was arrested she's just been so loud. She's still been very loud on social media. Well,
1: someone posted some post she did back in April um, when she first, I think, said she had mental health issues. Yeah, uh, and it, it was just posting all these kind of mental health memes on Instagram. <laughs> just like, right? She really fell into that, you know, and became and was trying to become like an advocate or something. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you're you're. Using that to stigmatize, because you're saying this is why I committed a crime, right That's actually bad for mental health advocacy. Like, yeah, you don't want to act like that's what happens or uh, that's what you're yeah, <laughs> that's her excusing her shitty
0: behavior. Right. I mean, because I read the victim impact statements, and they're really fucking sad.
1: It's sad. And we saw this with um, other documentaries we've watched the past year that dealt with victims of scams like LuLaRoe and um, other ones. We saw some of the victims speaking and it's like, this was their whole life savings. right? And And that's really scary at the end of your life. You save up to have this comfortable or at least, you know reasonably comfortable existence that yeah. you've saved up for. Or with you're your, saving for your kids. With your social security check, it's like a livable income. And you take away that savings. No one can live off of social security, usually. Right, like, right. Uh, so, I don't know. It's really awful. Yeah. But and
0: she, meanwhile, you're seeing her yeah. on, on TV, like wearing these ridiculous outfits and throwing $80,000 parties with well, your money.
1: Mo- and and like this is very similar also to the Erica Jane situation. It's like you you did this. Yeah. You put this lifestyle on the screen where people could be like, "Hey, wait a minute. Where is that coming from?" Yeah, like they did it to themselves in many ways and I mean, that's a great downfall because it's like Well,
0: I love that her lawyer said something to the effect of like she chose to go on Housewives because she was feeling like she was down in a slump. She needed to, like, boost her self-esteem. It's like, that is a deranged thing to do. Like, I'm having a bad mental health day. I'm going to go on
1: Housewives. Yeah, that's not going to do anything good
0: yeah. or real. Why would you do that? <laughs> I also like the detail when Jen Shaw pointed out today in court that... um Bravo wrote, I'm shamazing. Like they came up with shamazing, not her. She's like, I didn't even come up with that. They came up with that. Like that fucking matters. But she fucking loves saying it. Like, well, she taught, she always, she said it off, off television all the time. That's her like tagline for life.
1: Yeah. I don't know why that mattered. That was uh, really funny to cause me. Cause it's like she's, it's like once again trying to deflect. Like, yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't even do that. Yeah. All of these things you're seeing on TV is fake. Really? It's like, really? No.
0: So what's real? Right. And she, why would you portray yourself like that willingly? Exactly.
1: <laughs> if why it's would not you real, do that? Why would you? So yeah, it's like it's you look bad. Yeah. Uh, you're tacky. She's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're tacky. Anyway, um, we'll give you updates if there are any. Interesting updates. I know Cara Berry is doing a full-on breakdown today of everything on her podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine. So if you want more information
1: about that... That dropped right when I pulled up. Oh, she just dropped it? Okay, Uh, good. Yeah, it's definitely up. So listen to Carrie Berry's episode today. I was laughing because I started playing it, of course, and I was sitting in my car finishing my coffee and she had like the um breaking news music. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was like, ooh, some production.
0: I love that. Okay, let's let's get into our other news stories from this week. Desi, you actually tweeted about this. This is from Reuters, former Colorado ooh. funeral homeowner sentenced to 20 years <laughs> for selling body parts. Now You, Desi, you wrote, I don't know, she looks innocent to me. She's got a look. She's got, (laughs) she's got a, this woman loves mousse. (laughs) This is someone who's still using mousse today. She loves it. Um, She's got some very crunchy hair going on, she's got some, a lot of blush. A former Colorado funeral home worker was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison on Tuesday for defrauding relatives of the dead by dissecting 560 corpses and <gasps> selling body parts without permission. Megan Hess, 46, she's 46. I, she's only 46. <laughs> oh my God. Pleaded guilty to fraud in July. She operated a funeral home in Sunset Mesa called Sunset Mesa and a body parts entity Donor Services from the same building in Montrose, Colorado. The 20-year term was the maximum allowed under the law. Her 69-year-old mother, Shirley Koch, also... Ple- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it might be Coke. I don't know. I don't know, Desi. It might Look, be... <laughs> classic mistake. Classic mistake, which we've made before. Also pleaded guilty to fraud and was sentenced to 15 years. Koch's central role was chopping up the bodies. Oh God. Court records show Hessencock used their in their funeral home at times to essentially steal bodies and body parts using fraudulent and forged donor forms. Prosecutor Tim, Tim Neff said in a court filing, Hessencock's conduct caused immense emotional pain for the families and next of kin. You know what this reminds me of is our episode our two part Maybe it was a three-part episode that we did a couple of years ago on the Lamb Funeral Home. Yeah,
1: who's I've, who's buying these parts? Don't they have a better system to verify? Well, like- we went we went through this. Now that case we talked
0: about in the Lamb Funeral case that was in the eighties. Yeah, but I remember these guys were operating this kind of chop shop at their yes. at their funeral home slash crematorium for years. But they had
1: other scams going on. They had some other scams too. Like just the way they cremated bodies or the ashes they were giving back. They weren't giving back the actual ashes.
0: Yeah. They were also, I think, stealing fillings from people. Right. It was all sorts of gross stuff. But this woman also has been doing a similar thing. They conducted unauthorized dismemberments of bodies, and a few weeks after a 2018 story was published, the FBI raided the business. (gasps) In their filing, prosecutors stressed the macabre nature of Hess's scheme and described it as one of the most significant body parts cases in recent (laughs) U.S. history. There's more than one. It's it's the (laughs) most. It's one of the most significant. Um. Hess's lawyer says she's been unfairly vilified as a witch and a monster <laughs> and a ghoul. These are all in quotes. When instead, she is a, quote, broken
1: human being. So the Jen Shaw defense. Yeah. I mean, look, it's almost like there's a, there's a type of person <laughs> <laughs> who can't accept responsibility and then becomes the victim when everyone's like, hey, you're a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm just sad. Yeah, we're all broken, babe. (laughs) It says
0: the lawyer continues that the conduct can be attributed to a traumatic brain injury at age 18. Mm -hmm. Cock told the judges she was sorry and took responsibility for her actions, but I guess her daughter didn't. Let me just continue with this. Tina Shannon, whose mother was dismembered against her will, told the court, I've worn many masks to cover the pain. I'll never be okay. It is illegal in the United States to sell organs such as hearts, kidneys, tendons for transplant. They must be donated, but selling body parts such as heads, arms, spines, which is what Hess did for use in research or education is not regulated by federal law. Hess committed crimes, prosecutors said, when she defrauded relatives of the deceased by lying about cremations and by dissecting bodies and selling them without permission. The surgical training companies and other firms which bought the arms, legs, heads, and torsos from Hess did not know they had been fraudulently obtained, prosecutors said. At her funeral home, Hess charged families up to $1,000 for cremations that never occurred. Mm. Prosecutors said, and she offered others free cremations in exchange for a body donation.
1: But shouldn't these research places be asking some more questions? (laughs) Yeah, they got to ask
0: a little more. Prosecutors said she lied to more than 200 families who received cremated ashes from bins mixed with the remains of different cadavers. So this is very
1: similar to the Lamb funeral home. It's kind of unreal that all of this stuff isn't more regulated. Yeah. Like, investigate every funeral home now. Oh, my God. Desi. (laughs) Well... Don't fucking
0: do this. Don't defraud people who have just gone through a terrible loss. That's just really mean.
1: Now, I will say, I just saw the woman's picture in the headline. Yeah. It just popped off the tweet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. It's pretty, like, gruesome. It's pretty bad. Well, because you look at her and it's like, well, she probably did a few bad things. But but this is, like, intense cry, crime in with her mom. With her mom. And I thought she was much older because her look is like very dated. It's like when you see like an older woman in their like 70s and you're like, oh, that's been their look for 40 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they don't change it. She has that look of someone who was like a grandma in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, so she- that's why I thought she was, I was like, oh, she, she probably just did a few bad things. She's a grandma. No, but her but
0: her mom, her sixty-nine-year-old mom, was also
1: doing bad things. I know. You I mean, whenever it's a mother-daughter crime entity, that's a there's some there's some issues going on What's there. What's going on with that relationship? <laughs> that relationship's fucked up. You guys need to talk about that.
0: Uh here's a, this is like women be scamming hour. Yeah. This whole episode is women be scamming. Because and crimin And crimin. This is from People Magazine. Romance writer appears to announce she's alive. Oh, God. Did you see this? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Two years after she supposedly died by suicide. Susan Meechan seemingly returned to social media this week after her death was announced in a Facebook post in October 2020. More than two years after romance writer Susan Meechan's death was announced on her Facebook page, she seemingly returned to the platform to reveal she is alive. Online friends and followers of Meachin believed that she had been dead since late 2020 after someone claiming to be her daughter posted the news via her Facebook account, according to Insider and Rolling Stone. The post has since been deleted. The person claimed Meachin's death was the result of bullying and harassment from other members of her book community. Just weeks earlier, Meachin had posted a lengthy message about a suicide attempt amid struggles with her career. Since then, Meechin's Facebook page has been used to promote her work and to share posts about suicide prevention. All along, fans of the page were led to believe the posts were written by her daughter. I missed it, but happy heavenly birthday, friend Kristen Collins wrote on Meechin's Facebook page in February of 2021. I know you're dancing in heaven with nothing but peace in your heart finally. Her, last, her final book, Love to Last a Lifetime, was published in October of 2020. But this week, a person claiming to be the author using Meechin's account posted to the ward, which is a private writer's Facebook group, announcing she was alive. I'm sorry. This is what the post said. I debated on how to do this a million times, and I'm sure not, and I'm still not sure if it's right or not. there's going to be a ton of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I guess, but my family <laughs> did what. But my family did what they thought was the best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand, and then had to go through all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I'm hoping to write again. Let the fun begin.
1: Arranged
0: behavior. (laughs) Ending it with let the fun
1: begin makes it crazier. Oh, absolutely. But what? now this article keeps saying seemingly <laughs> do we not know that that's her yet?
0: I don't Is there no proof? I don't know. There seems like there's no proof that she died or that there's no definitive proof that she's alive.
1: No one knows who's making these posts. But that's a post. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this story is so bizarre. Um I don't know why anyone would come back with a post like that (laughs) if it is true.
0: People obviously commented on this post announcing she was surprised I'm alive. Author Karen Hall commented, I can forgive many things, but I don't think I could ever forgive you faking your death. I mean, it's extreme. It's pretty extreme. Author Samantha A. Cole, who said she knew Meachin before the events of 2020, shared a video response to her Facebook page She said, quote, I was friends with this author, I was not close friends with this author, but we we chatted once or twice a month for quite a while. I was devastated when I heard she had allegedly committed suicide. There were a lot of posts on her wall allegedly from her family blaming the book world for bullying her mother to the point that she took her own life. Those posts are now gone. There was an outpouring of outrage, support for those who were hurting, support for her family. People did free editing on her last book so her family could release it for her in memory of her. There were people who were ripped apart because people started blaming and pointing fingers at everyone, blaming people. And I was one of the people being blamed for allegedly bullying her when I had done nothing of the sort. I need to unplug for the next couple days and wrap my head around all this and get back to work. Cole added that she will now be more careful of who she befriends online. Anyway, that's a wild story, and I'm curious to know more about that. Well,
1: and here's like once again an example of someone, okay, let's say you want to get out of being in the world somehow, you fake your own death, then do you have to go so extra as to like get people to do free editing for you, use that the sympathy that's outpouring to kind of crit- criticize people and be mean to people. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And if like you want to drop out of society, whatever, find a way to do that. Maybe that doesn't hurt people, yeah. but then to go so extra after the fact and start being like, see what you've done. Right. Eat, knowing you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's disrespectful to people who have gone through a suicide in their family. Yeah. Um, or attempted suicide. It's just disrespectful to that journey, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, because you know you're going to get sympathy right. for something like that. Right. Uh, and then to then to accuse people of causing something that didn't happen. Right. It's just outrageous. It's crazy. And then to like use that to promote your books. So yeah. she was profiting profiting off of this, right? And it's also like, I mean, I get like it is like sort of this fantasy I think a lot of people have, like seeing what people would say about them after they're dead. or But like, it's just a fantasy. Yeah, it's a fantasy. It's more like, what do people really think of me or like whatever, like, or will people miss me or whatever? Yeah. This is just crazy in this day and age to try to pull off a caper like this. Yeah. Even if she didn't come forward, she's bound to get caught somehow. Yeah but I'm very curious about the use of the word supposedly in this people article. (laughs) Cause it's like, so we still don't know. Right. I thought it was known at this point, like that she's alive. Yeah. I guess it's just the post. Yeah. I'd like more information on this. It's a good one.
0: Anyway, this is a good place to take a break. Women be scamming. Yeah. Not all women, but these women. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dazzy, what'd you watch? Listen, read this week.
1: I am still watching Potomac. Yeah. Real Housewives of Potomac. How's that going? Great. Definitely one of the best, maybe the best franchise, Real yeah. Housewives franchise. Yeah. It's so good. It's just always good. Um, so watching that, obviously I watched Salt Lake. Um, nothing really... I want to watch The Menu. I didn't Me get too. to it yet. Oh, wait, is it streaming yet? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that for a while.
0: So that's good to know it's streaming.
1: Yes, but
0: people to like it. Not,
1: yeah, it seems to be interesting enough to watch. I'm just waiting. Well, I want to watch Megan, but I don't know how I'll do that because it's in Ooh, theaters. We got to go to the theater. I know, but that's a movie I also really want to see in the theater. And I want to watch. I can't wait for the pl- for plane. Yeah, that's like next week. <laughs> That's next week already? Yeah, I think it's like the 13th or something. Wow. So, with my boy Gerard Butler, he's a pilot in a yeah. plane. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I don't think I don't think I watched anything else. I'm just pl- I'm just plowing through Potomac. I'm yeah. already on season end of season 6. And then so we're on season 7 now live. And then I've been listening I have been. I downloaded all of Kara's old recaps of seasons that I just listened to, five and six, so I've been listening to those. Because like I've said before, it's really hard to watch old reality TV because no one's talking about it and you need <laughs> to hear some other opinions. Yes. Like, you know. Yes. So there was a big fight in season five of Potomac that sort of blew everything up, so I really needed to see where people were siding, so Kara gave me some guidance on that good good <laughs> um yeah so that's where i'm at i'm hoping to get a good show soon do you know what i mean yeah i, I almost started watching criminal minds why not desi? because you said something tweeted something maybe the other day oh yeah about, about the, an episode the puppets <laughs> yes and i was like
0: oh that's a look desi every case is like that Let me tell you about Criminal Minds. This is my second rewatch of Criminal Minds. (laughs) I'm having a blast because I've forgotten a lot of stuff, but there are certain episodes of that series that really have stuck with me. And one of those episodes is the one where the unsub or unknown subject is turning his victims
1: into human marionette puppets. Okay, see, I didn't know what unsub meant. That's like the killer. Is that what they call it on Criminal Minds? Yeah, because they don't know who he is yet.
0: He's the unknown unknown subject, aka the unsub. So they call it, that's
1: I've never heard that word before. It's something in the BAU, <laughs> the Behavioral Analysis Unit. Okay. Well, see now I'm thinking I'm like maybe I should recap it for Patreon and watch it from the beginning and get, I, yeah. So then there's a purpose beyond me watching 200 episodes of a television show. It's
0: just the thing that's great about Criminal Minds, and I sure I'm sure I said this like two years ago um, on the last watch I did of it, the first and last. um, It's just so deranged. It's so unnecessarily deranged too. Why criminal minds as opposed to all the other
1: procedurals?
0: Because, oh, sorry. Um, Because there's something, okay, this is a really hot take. Okay. But there's something I realized that separates criminal minds from the other procedurals. Not that I don't love law and order. And Law and Order SVU. But Criminal Minds, it's the tonally, it's more horror. There's something about it that is more horror. It's it's not as like, obviously, it's not focused on the law aspect. It's focused on the psychology of the criminals, Mm. uh, hence the title, and the disturbing elements of these crimes. Cause all these crimes are like fantastical, ridiculous, absurd. Right. Like uh Jason Alexander is like a Jason Alexander plays one of the unsubs <gasps> and he has like a white wig that he wears. Like a Ooh. long he has like a long hair in it. Um and he's putting his his victims through like a saw like kind of
1: trap. Everything it's like so it's the focus on the criminal mind <laughs> that you like. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm just putting together Criminal mind. <laughs> Wow, what the show's yes. about. Show- it, the title could be anything. It could be more like an SVU show. It doesn't, you know what it's, I mean? Yeah. But no. it is specifically like, like Jodie Foster, like that Quantico, like where they're like, yeah, like you know, it's, what is it, Mindhunter? It's, it's more that aspect of it's it. It's all about profiling. Yeah, it's I like all that. about
0: criminal profiling. So each episode they come up with the profile and they're like, our our unsub is a white male age twenty-five, and they're saying this before they've caught him. They figured it out. They're like, our white our unsub is a white male between ages twenty five and thirty he um most likely was abused by his mother he probably mm. has some
1: sort of impotence like they had come up with all yeah. these little and then they cut to whatever matches the profile like at a shop looking at a woman or yes, something yes yes <laughs> yes
0: and it's it's in and in the spirit of all procedurals it has that element where you're like oh this is comforting to watch cuz i it's it's a it's a uh it's a procedural we know what's going to happen. The structure of it is is familiar. Okay, it's the stru—not the subject material is comforting. Just the, st- but just the formatting of it, like all procedurals. If you're into that, you enjoy that familiarity. I'm going
1: to watch it, but I'm going to try to figure out a way to make it into something we can do for Patreon. Maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe we can, can
0: talk about it. Maybe it can be Desi's criminal mind thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> and I can. It can be a jumping off point.
1: Well, because I'm the noob, you're the noob, and you're watching it for the second time. Yes. So with Brendan this time oh. and he loves it now. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to start it tonight. Yeah. And then we'll figure out a way to do something with it because I think it'll be fun.
0: I really like it. I think it's a show that doesn't have a bad season.
1: I'm just, I mean, what sold me finally is realizing it's a profiling show because I like profiling. It's all profiling. And so wait, the first few seasons are Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. And then he gets replaced by Joe Mantegna. From, Who's, very, from Baby's Day Out? Who's yeah, like, from Baby... That's where you... <laughs> no, that happened to me in an elevator. I tweeted about it. It was around Christmas. I from was in an Baby's elevator Day Out. And I was in an elevator with some guy who was like some blowhard talking to a woman. And he's like, you know joe montagna from baby's day out and i was like that's where you know joe montagna <laughs> like that's where right. like i was just blown away by someone who knows joe montagna right but it's from baby's day out that's- and that's his example he gives to the world i was just like i was like this is so funny to me, I, I like couldn't get over it, so now I uh, now it's what I say. <laughs> I didn't even remember he was in that. I Googled it afterwards because I was like, this guy's probably not even right. But nope, Joe Montagna's <laughs> in Baby's Day <laughs> Out. He's also the voice of Fat Tony in The Simpsons. I mean, there's so many other places you could know him from. Right. And for an adult man to say, <laughs> to Baby's, say Baby's Day Out.
0: That's an incredible <laughs> yeah, statement. it was very I funny. I love it. No, but he replaces... He replaces Mandy Patinkin in like the end of the second. season. Now is this
1: the show with Polly Perrette? No, no. What is that show?
0: That's like CSI or okay, something. It's a CSI. No, this is Matthew Gray Goobler, Paget Brewster. Oh, Paget Brewster, yeah, who's great. Joe Montana. A- Aisha Tyler comes in later in the series, oh, and I love a- she's Aisha great. Tyler. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, it's it's mostly and oh and Shamar Moore of course Ooh. he's in like all of it, but um there are some like ro like it's mostly like it's yeah there's some rotating people, and then is there a new Criminal Minds? Yes, the new season just came out, Criminal Minds Evolution. I still haven't watched it. Well, what is Joe Montana in it? I think so. Okay, so it's the same people. Not all of them. I know Paget's back. I know Garcia's back. I think I don't think Matthew Grey Goobler came back though.
1: I have no idea who that is. You'll get to know him. <laughs> he's, he's um he's the nerd. Oh, he's the nerd. I mean, you can almost tell by his name. He sounds kind of nerdy. <laughs> he he kind Goobler. of is. He kind of is in in real life he's like really into magician stuff. Okay.
0: But yeah. he's very even though he's Nerds like are fine. Look, he's very charming on the show. The thing is is pretty much every character or every um all the FBI agents, like, they're likable. And
1: they all have their specialty, right? Yeah, or they all have their strengths, I Um, would say. So what is the purpose of this new show? Is there any new element to it, or is it basically we're back?
0: It's we're back, but also I think as opposed to episodic, it's more this season, from what I've read, is like a serial so it's one, so case. one case.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, that's just what I've read,
0: but I haven't looked too much into it because I'm saving it. Okay. Anyway, um, no, but the show is mostly episodic. However, as the seasons go on, there are more through storylines and especially like serial killers who come back. Okay. So it's good to know them. Yeah, I'm going to watch it from the beginning. You know I have to. You got to watch it from the beginning. It's... It's, I'm excited. I'm so excited for your journey.
1: Okay. It's very bingeable. Great. Well, uh, you'll hear more about this uh, coming in the new year.
0: It's on Paramount <laughs> Plus, which is, also, okay. which is also the streaming site that hosts Melrose Place, which plug for me and
1: Desi's other podcast called Bitch Slap that we do every week. Right, so you can now you can join us on both of these rides. (laughs) Just join. We don't even get any money from Paramount. No, they don't. We should. They should give us money. We're telling about all these shows. I actually, I actually do like that app. I do too. It's pretty good. I do
0: too. There's another thing I watch
1: on there too. Um, Okay, great. Anyway, what'd you eat? Do we oh, eat anything well. good this week? Nothing. But we didn't talk about our my birthday dinner. We didn't talk about your birthday dinner. So we can dinner. do that. Okay, good. Uh, we went to Rep- Republique. Yeah. Which is a really good French bistro-y like, type place, but it's like an elevated bistro, I would say. It's, it's not like fine dining French, like where you get the little tiny portions, they have really home cooked kind of dishes. Yeah. You can get like the roasted chicken, everything's to share, yes. basically. But it's fancy. It's fancy. Um, it was so good. Don't was, you think that was like one of the best meals we've had? It I was. I mean, it was just good. Everything was good.
0: I know Republique is a highly rated restaurant, but I feel like there's something about it
1: that's underrated. It's, I think it's under the radar. It doesn't get talked about enough. It doesn't get talked about. It's never had that hot spot type deal where everyone wants to go there and you can't get in. Right. I feel like unless it did maybe when it first opened. The thing I like about this restaurant is it looks like a cathedral inside or something. <laughs> yeah. Like you're walking into a, like an old stone, whatever. It, I like the vibe of the um, interior. But it's you really can also cute. see like the kitchen Yeah. It kind of
0: has that like live cooking element, not like fully where you're annoyed, where you're so loud. No, but you can like see someone making bread or something. And And I like that.
1: We were like at a table where they had a really, I don't know if it's the chef, um, but he was like a really hot French chef, like smoking with long hair. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was the chef when he's young. Um, so like a picture. Yeah. did remember that picture that was like, I'm pointing to it. It was up there. Like I'm on my side. I didn't even see it. Oh, I thought I pointed it out. Yeah. It was really funny. I was like, Ooh, he's hot. Like hot chef. Um, so it was, first of all, it's very cute. We, they leave a card for you on your table if it's your birthday. Yeah. Like it's like a birthday card, which I thought was really cute. Um, They told us we had to get six to nine dishes for sharing for three people. So, of course, we got like nine or like close to it. We were on the high end. So, oh my God. I mean, I don't even remember everything we got. They gave us like a free little cream of mushroom soup that was really yummy. It was so good. We got uh, potato leek beignets Mm -hmm. that were delicious. We had a really good salad that had like a green goddess dressing on it. We had a vegetable, um, like a roasted vegetables with a red, like a sweet potato hummus. Yeah. That was really good and had like a spice to it. Yeah. To remind me of things. What else? We had two pastas that were killer. We had one pasta was a and, angle,
0: I always say this wrong. Agnolotti. Ag, <laughs> Agnolotti stuffed with mashed cauliflower, which doesn't sound necessarily good but it was
1: real good and it was topped with lobster it was the combination all worked really well together and had like a butter that kind of emulsified butter sauce like a beurre blanc yeah the lobster was so good and the other pasta was a tortellini mushroom but they actually did the shaved truffles on top we got fancy for Desi's birthday I had never had shaved truffles yeah and it was really good it was good um we also had like uh, a steak with vegetables. What, I feel like we had another appetizer that was really good. And now I'm just it's, completely. I'm, I'm totally. Oh, we had the bread with the uh, pan drippings. That's like their signature. <laughs>
0: like their signature appetizer at this restaurant is you. You got to order the bread because you get this long ass baguette. This freshly made baguette that's like crunchy and
1: soft. It's like. Freshly made. It's and it, perfect. It
0: comes on one of those big old wooden wooden boards. And yeah, then you, it's sliced. And you can get it with butter, or you can get it with pan drippings, which I highly recommend. It's very special. They bring you this little tiny copper pot filled with pan drippings. So you're basically just dunking hunks of this baguette <laughs> into gravy. It's so good. It's so oh delicious. My God. And then for dessert, what do we have?
1: We got a brown butter almond cake with like fruit on top. We had a strawberry tiramisu, which is very was very unusual. It wasn't like the classic combo. It had like an orange sorbet in it as well. Yeah. It was really good. It was so fresh tasting. And then <laughs> the bazookie. I don't know what it had a it was like a minuit, I think it's called which was Miquit. Miquit. Yeah, that's right. Miquit. But it was basically a hot melty cookie in a pan. Yeah. <laughs> which we all know is called a pizzuki at like Applebee's or wherever. You yeah. Go. Uh, it had ice cream. Oh, it had banana ice cream yeah. on it. That oh was my good. God. That was the point where I was getting stuffed, but I had to keep eating that hot cookie mm. cuz i was like this is so good. I was like why why am i running out of steam right now? Right. <laughs> I want to finish up this dessert. I wanted to f- have every bite. I don't even think i ate that much of the brown butter cake cuz the other two were so freaking good. Yeah. They were just like so good and i've had like the brown butter cake is obviously also good but i've had it before and right. i hadn't had those other two. So i was really trying to get it all in. Yeah. And I just didn't. It was a great meal. It was a great little birthday celebration. I just love that restaurant, and Me I want to try their other places because yeah. they have two other restaurants in LA. One is called like Manska, which I think is their last name of the chef, and then the other one is called La Bicyclette, which is also like a French bistroy type place. But they look cute. Yeah, they're smaller because. Republic is huge. It's a big restaurant. And they have an amazing looking brunch, which we've never gone we've to. We've never gone, but we got to go to that. My niece sent me a picture. She's like, look at this place. I was like, oh, I've gone there yeah. for dinner. <laughs> I've been, yeah, we've been to the, there for
0: dinner several times. And every time I've gone, I've sat in a different section of me the too. restaurant. And it's
1: all kind of different, depending no, on where you sit. I really liked where we were for your birthday that me year. Me too. That was, really, that was really fun. It's definitely a good birthday spot. It's definitely pricey, but not like crazy. It's not like one of those places that's like three hundred per person or whatever. It's but it's pricey. Like, it is pricey, but it is definitely worth it for a special occasion. You can obviously not you can obviously get less dishes than we did. Right. And save some money and not order drinks or whatever and do it like if you need to have a lower, you know, price point. It's just so good. Yeah. I'm just like, go to the bar and get a glass of wine and that bread with drippings. <laughs> it's
0: like, that would be a great meal in and of itself. I mean, yeah, you could fill up on that bread appetizer and like a vegetable.
1: Totally. And get like and yourself be a nice little meal uh, for that. yeah, Like I could, that bread and a salad would be a good meal for me. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, I think we got fries too. Oh yeah. We got French fries. Sorry. Just thought of that. Cause I was like, or some fries. I was like, oh, we did get fries. Oink, oink. It was delicious. It was so good. Like, I mean, I feel like it was just a really memorable, great meal. Everything was good. Yeah, But I want that lobster pasta again. mm Mm. It's like, you know, pasta, to get a good pasta in a restaurant, it's just like nothing you can make at home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what you got to pick. Yeah. So I think we did a really good job ordering. We did ordering. a great job. Um,
0: Anyway, that's, that's it. We will see you next week for our main episode. It's going to be a behind the music case. Oh, shit. Awesome. All right. We'll see you
1: then. Bye. Bye.